This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's a new direction that has the potential to dramatically improve the lives of people in nursing homes. Yesterday, the city of Toronto approved a new style of care for its 10 long-term care homes with a proposal for more staff and programs that focus on empathy, friendship, and purpose. As always, they're starting small with a pilot project that will see six new frontline workers in 2020 at the Lakeshore Lodge in Etobicoke. Starting in 2021, 55 additional workers would be hired each year until 2025, when a total of 281 new staff members would be in place in the city's 10 facilities. And once rolled out, that will cost $24 million. Now, let us go to Paul Raftis, who is the General Manager of Senior Services and Long-Term Care for the City of Toronto. Hello, Paul. Hi there, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, we've seen evidence that this style of care is great. Um, So my question is, why do we need yet another pilot project? We seem to be total experts in pilot projects. Yeah, it's a great question, Libby. So, um, you know, the emotion-focused care models uh, that are out there, we do believe that they are excellent. And Toronto, for a number of different reasons, we're pulling together our own unique model uh, that focuses on a very diverse population that we serve. And one of the reasons that we think it's important to uh, have a, a pilot is because, um, to our knowledge, none of the other pilots have been evaluated. And so we really want to take an evidence-based approach. We've partnered with the University of uh, Toronto, uh, Drs. McDonald and Mirza, uh, who will be uh, setting up a proper evaluation of this pilot, working with us over the coming uh, 12 months if this plan is approved by council. Um, so that we can understand what works exceptionally well, what things maybe don't work, and then we can adjust the model to make sure that we have it right. Um, it is an expensive program, as you can see, but that's because our system is so large. So we have more than a million resident days that, that we have within our system. So we want to make sure that we get this model right before we roll it out uh, across the entire system. Okay, so... Um I'm I'm looking at it, and what we've been hearing across the board is that there aren't enough workers in these homes, personal support workers, that they aren't able to give enough time to each resident, even when it comes to the basics of just getting them, you know, uh, fed and dressed and kind of prepped for the day. So I see in this one pilot project, you've got six new workers. So is is that what you're thinking will do it? Six workers in each long-term care home? Because sometimes to me, it sounds like they need six more people just to do the basics. Yeah. So um, the, the industry has asked for a long time to increase staffing. As you can imagine, 
it is a very uh, a busy task of having a million resident days and all of the things that go along with that. So um, adding staff into the mix is very important for us. Um, we are adding six new um, staff, but we're also doing a number of things with scheduling and, and some adjustments within the system to put more resources there during the pilot, which is why um, it is a smaller impact on the budget in 2020. So we believe we're going to put the right amount of resources into the pilot. That, of course, will form part of the evaluation with the University of Toronto to make sure that we get that piece right before we more move forward and roll it out. It's important to note that we have a fantastic team of people who are totally dedicated to taking care of our residents, and they want to be able to provide more care. They want to be able to move in this direction. Um, and so we're working with the unions, we're working with our staff, we're working with residents, families, the University of Toronto, to make sure that we get this right, because there's nothing more important than providing um, you know, the, the best care possible to our residents. And uh, finally, uh, have you given any thought to what this might do for the waiting lists for those particular nursing homes? Well, I think that I'm not sure that this would, um, you know, directly impact the waiting list other than maybe more people will want, want yeah. to come. Uh, but it is a, you know, it is a, a broader issue, obviously, um, the issue of long-term care beds and availability. One of the things that we're doing within our organization is focusing on how do we support people in their homes to age in place uh, healthier for a longer period of time so that we, you know, um, don't have as much burden on the long-term care facilities. Because we know that with the growing and aging population, we won't be able to build enough long-term care beds to take care of uh, everyone. We really want to focus on how do we get the right care to folks as well who are living at home and want to stay at home and age in place. So we're looking at different models to support the community um, that way as well. Okay, Paul Raftis, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for your time, Libby. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.